Hello, I'm Laura Furiosi, divorced mother of three, and I'm here with my mother, Lynette Galvin, with 35 years' experience in family law. You're listening to the Divorce Course Podcast. Through our candid discussions, we hope to help you through your divorce or de facto separation. We will be answering the most commonly asked questions and covering the stages and steps that you will face on your way to freedom. Are you divorcing a narcissist or are you divorcing someone who has narcissistic traits? One of the most popular episodes we ever did was with a wonderful lady called Mia Medaffrey and she is from Grey Rock Consulting and she has amazing ideas, tips and support for people going through a divorce with a narcissist or even afterwards through the post-separation yeah. abuse. Yep. So whether you've got an ex with narcissistic traits or whether you have an ex who is a narcissist, this episode is going to be perfect for you. So welcome Mia. Thank Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be back. Hello. <laughs> and you had so many great things to say and we only got to do such a short episode with you. So today we really just, we want to talk about why mindset is key. And I know everyone's going to roll their eyes a little bit and go, oh, mindset when it comes to legal stuff. Well, that's so, you know, hippie. But I really like uh, your point of view to explain to our listeners why sometimes the biggest hurdle when dealing with the narcissist going through divorce is Mindset. Absolutely. So you would have heard, I'm sure many people have already heard, you know, if you're going into a negotiation, for example, mindset is key for a successful outcome. It absolutely applies in this context as well. You know, your, your mindset shapes, you know, your perception. It shapes what actions you take. It affects the decisions you make. So, you know, when you are leaving a narcissist or a high conflict personality, you've got the physical separation. But you also have to cultivate that mindset or the mindset separation to, you know, empower you to get out of there, empower you to break the patterns and get your control back. So it's just so important. Mm. And do you find with the clients that you work with, and mum, I can ask you as well, being a family lawyer of 35 years, do you find sometimes that even though you've left, these these clients have left their exes, they still kind of seem to be stuck in the same uh, you know, struggle, the same power dynamic, even though they're not even living together anymore? Absolutely. And I think it's so important to say now, because people might be listening and, and then they feel bad that their mindset is focused on the narcissist, is stuck in the past, is in the old patterns. This is not to make anyone feel bad at all. It's really a journey. And, you know, we are speaking of people who have come from years and years and years of control, manipulation, intimidating, gaslighting, you know, the list goes on. So they're coming out of a situation where they believe they are the problem, where they believe what they have been convinced of. If I could wave my magic wand and click my fingers and your mindset is shifted, I would do it every second of every day until everyone has shifted. It doesn't work like that. You know, and it is a journey and it's a process and you need support and the right support with the right people to get through that journey. But what I can absolutely tell you and absolutely guarantee, once you shift your mindset from them to you, oh, I get goosebumps. You watch the goosebumps. <laughs> I get go like the hairs are standing up on my arms. Watch the shift, watch the power dynamic change and watch how you start to take the driver's wheel again. I mean, it's incredible, mm. incredible. So, Mum, have you seen like during a mediation, mm. have you seen where people are still stuck in 
in yes. that pattern or and the difference between those who have changed the focus to themselves? Yes. Have you seen that? I, I've really seen it in mm. mediation. And like you say, Mia, it's nobody's fault. It's where they are on the journey. Mm. And the way the court is working at the moment, people are getting into mediation a lot quicker than they used to be. And sometimes before their mind set has got enough out of that coercive control. But a person in a mediation who is free of that mm. and has moved on, uh, they're much more businesslike about their mediation um, and and uh, it less heated, it becomes less heated. If a person's still stuck in the in that awful old pattern and the, or they they are nursing the grievances from that old p- pattern, and I do not blame them one little mm. bit, then I can hear them when I bring an offer to them, they go, but then she wins or then he wins. And it's you 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 have to explain to them what it means to them, but until they're ready, Mia, like you say, it's a journey. Mm. Yeah. So, so how do how do people, Mia? What what are your tips on how to get out of this trance? How do you get out of that? Because if you've been in a in a marriage or a relationship with a narcissist or the manipulative, controlling person for 10, 15 years, that's a lot to unpack. And, a, and that's you can't just like you said do it overnight. So how, have you got any strategies for people? How do you change your mindset? Yeah, I often say it's like you know, tentacles. Being in these situations, there's so many tentacles through you. Some of them you're not even aware of until they press a button and you react and you're like, oof, what was that one? So, you know, it is a process of extracting those tentacles slowly but surely. But the starting point is you make the decision to change. You make the decision that you want something different because guess what the decision is yours you have all the power and control over that so it starts with a decision it also then starts with you know it is a process but there is a concept of radical acceptance sounds so easy yes I'll just accept something so quickly (laughs) that is about the person you are dealing with because if you don't understand and accept who you're dealing with that's how you're going to get duck down again in those old patterns, being triggered, having the reaction to them each and every time. So, you know, what is so insidious here is talk about trauma bombs and love bombing and hoovering and all those things in their toolkit. And every now and again, they'll be nice to you or they'll do something where you go, that is the man or the woman that I knew. That is the person that I fell in love with. There they are. There they are. But what is so, so awful about it all is that you're not seeing who they once were. Who you're seeing now is actually the real them. And the person that you met and fell in love with is actually, they were mirroring, sorry, to you exactly what you wanted them to be. Now, I hope people rewind that and listen to it over and over again. They were mirroring to you the person that you wanted to see. I mean, let that land for a second, right? It's, you know, and it's that that cycle, I guess, like they, they you go, oh, oh, that you know, these people say, oh, these horrible things, they do all these horrible things, and then there's this glimpse of the sun and, and you go, oh, that's the person, or they say, that's the person that's I the married. Him. That's the real person. And, and they go, oh, yay. And then so the glimpse of the sun is more often than not because they are angling for something or they need something 
or somebody is watching. It is not a glimpse of the sun, literally. So I know that's really, really hard to accept, but it really sets you free. And what I will also recommend to people when I say, you know, make the choice because the choice is yours. There's a couple of things to remember that in that baby steps. This is not something overnight to make this massive shift and completely change everything because it will overwhelm you and you will go back, right? It's a journey. And those baby steps will get you to a point where you eventually course correct and make a U-turn. And that's when you start seeing all your boundaries implemented. That's when you see that you are a bit freer of them. You're not reacting to them. Beware, they will not take this line down. They will not sit there and go, oh, she wants me to respect her time. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that I was doing that. Oh my gosh, she wants me to stop accusing me of all these things. I didn't even realize. I am so sorry. That will not happen. And what they will do is they will escalate. And and they escalate because they go, who's this? <laughs> uh-uh. I'm just going to raise the bar a few notches and get her or him to go back to the person that I want. And that's what they're doing. They're testing you to go back. So stay the course. So like that's a really good point. So they they escalate when they notice that they're losing that control and that that, that you're starting to see, oh, wait, that's not the sun. That's not, that's not who they are. That's just what I want to see in the mirror. What then the problem is, mum, I guess, is people are going through divorce. So obviously they know they're losing that, that control and power yeah. over you. So of course, then by the sounds of it, that escalation is going to mm-hmm. happen right at the beginning stages of separation and through property settlement and mediation. So mm. how do you stop giving your energy then to your ex? In, in that space, when you have to interact with them, you have to be writing about them, you have to look at their bank statements and like come up with a property put, you have to do all that stuff. So you are technically giving their en- your energy to them, but how do you stop it from, you know? I don't think you're giving your energy to them when you are working on your case for you. Mm-hmm. And I know this is very simple say, but when they start showing their true awful selves, it makes it a lot easier to separate from because you go, oh, oh, yes, I remember. And is that right, Mia? I wholeheartedly agree with you. So when you are focusing your energy on, you know, resolving custody, separating finances, and, you know, that is cutting some really big ties, which you need to do mentally, cut those ties as much as possible. So the work in that space, I see as investing in yourself, you know, protecting yourself, Uh, So absolutely, absolutely do that. There are also things you can do in the other space, which is when you're getting 100 emails a day about all sorts of rubbish or text messages and one thing after the other, you know, little steps which make a big difference. Set up an email rule, get them into another email box so you don't have to see them. You choose when you look at the emails. It sounds little, But by gosh, it makes a huge difference to your mindset because then you know, I'm looking at that inbox, there's going to be some awful stuff there. There's going to be things in there that are not true. I'm ready for it. Don't text with them. Don't have their name pop up on your phone every day. It's unnecessary. So stop all those sorts of things. And Mia, I always say, don't let them set the agenda. Never. You know. If you're going to have a negotiation with the narcissist, anticipate, anticipate what they're going to 
do either they're going to respond nastily or they're going to come back crying crawl or they're not going to come back at all and have your firm strategy like see you're naughty yeah you need to have control of your process one hundred percent absolutely and do you know what people I was just going to say this almost comes across people don't like the word strategy and and I don't mean to sound calculated but you know the law operates looking at a reasonable person we are well and truly out of that sphere here you are not dealing with a reasonable person so if I said to you you're going into a business negotiation tomorrow for your work would you just rock up and not be prepared not have your best case your worst case what you're willing to concede your strategy are you not going to put on the best first offer convince them why it's good for them of course you are so you've got to do that in this space too it's a really different mindset And then we've been talking a lot about post-separation abuse and continuing coercive control moving forward uh, after separation because it does come as a surprise to a lot of people. I have a feeling it's not going to come to a surprise to anyone who's been married to a narcissist, I guess, but there is this whole push of of legal abuse that comes through. And I guess, like you said, that escalation of them losing power over you. So they're, they're using everything that they can throw at you. And legal abuse is one of those things. And I hear you, what you're saying is, you know, focus on you and get your power back. But how, when you are so afraid of not doing what they say or, you know, these listeners write in and they're just terrified of court, they're terrified of being dragged back there every five seconds over something that happened two years ago or whatever it is, that legal abuse done by a narcissist, how do you keep your power in those moments, Mia? It's awful. And what Lynn said before is so important here, anticipate. When you know the other side, when you know who you're dealing with, anticipate what's coming. It takes the blow away. Do you like, knew this was going to happen? suspect that this would happen. You know, there are so many things that you can do. And I wish this didn't happen. But right now, the way our legal system works and the processes, it can happen. So once you know, once you anticipate, once you've done all your research, once you become an expert in documentation, document, 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 objective, documentation. I mean, you know, let them take the low road, let them behave in all sorts of horrible ways. You take the high road every single time. You're not stooping to that level. Their behaviours can speak for themselves. And a magistrate or a judge might not see it right away. They see so many people every day in and out and they just want you out of their list, you know, because they're busy. This will all ultimately work in your favour if you take the right steps to protect yourself. And you don't stoop to that level and your objective. You know, there's so many things that you can do. I also don't want to take away from the emotional side of it. I say all of this, but there's also a reality. Sucks. It sucks because you know what they're doing. They lob things on you when you're busy with kids or you've got a big deadline. They know exactly what they're doing. It's awful. So have your network around you, have support, you know, your your psychological support, your legal support, you know, all those things that can help you through this process. I know it's really, really tough, but you will get there. You'll get there. Mia, I remember a, cl- a client who was qu- quickly an ex-client <laughs> um, who wanted me to serve divorce papers on his wife on her birthday, oh, so deliberately mm-hmm. on her birthday, you know, and so... And if you're having a happy time and you you can expect these things to come in. 
so we're going to do it. One of the things mum has said in the past, anyone who's listening today, if you, you know, and, and me has said, it's probably going to happen to you if you know it's going to happen. So expect it, be prepared, document. And on a lighter side, some way to take the power back because, you know, you are expecting it. Mum calls it narcissistic bin- bingo. So you can say, all right, uh, one of the bingo cards could have serves divorce papers on my birthday, uh, files a, you know, affidavit that full of lies, you know, so you, yeah. you could kind of take a little bit of the power out of them by having a bit of a laugh and going, oh my gosh, this person is so ridiculous. It, it helps. If you, we, one of our popular podcasts uh, was, was the narcissist playbook. Yes. And there's a lot of power in knowing they're just following a pattern. Yeah. I have so many clients say to me, how did you know they were going to say that? I'm like, because they're all the same. You're invited to our free webinar. Whether you're stuck at the beginning of deciding to divorce or you're struggling to find your way through the legal jargon and fear of the unknown of the legal process, we are here to empower you to take control. Join us to learn what steps you can take, followed by a live Q&A where you get Lynn, my amazing mum, and family law accredited specialist to answer your questions. All you have to do is go to www.thedivorce.com divorcecourse.com.au and click on reserve my seat. We'll see you there. Hurry, spaces are limited, so don't miss out. Register today. I have so many clients say to me, how did you know they were going to say that? I'm like, because they're all the same. You know, it is on a spectrum (laughs) and and the behaviours and patterns differ. But it is a playbook and you know all of these things. I actually think it's really important too when we're talking about mindset. You know, there's probably listeners going, hold on a minute. She just said, focus on you and stop thinking about them. And now we're talking about anticipate what's coming and know what they're going to do. Isn't that me focusing on them again? Sure, but in a really, really different way where your mindset gets impacted And again, I'm not criticizing or begrudging anyone that does this. We all have a process is when you are on the daily, he did this and then he said this and now I don't know what to do and and, 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 and it just becomes this all consuming, overwhelming pot of, I was going to say something else. Let's just say rubbish, (laughs) you know, mud essentially. Um, but. You know, that the ruminating, the focusing 24-7 on everything they've said, they've done, the way they've looked. Can you believe she said this to me? And then did you know he did this with it? All those things is where you start going down that sort of negative energy vampire trap. The things we're talking about over here to focus on when it comes to them is empowering. And Laura, you said a little bit of power by laughing. I think it is a ton of power because that is kryptonite for them. You know, you being strong and smart and powerful and not knocked around by them, kryptonite. Mm. And when you can replace the, I can't believe they would do this to me with, of course they did this. Of course they'd do this. I knew they would. Yes. And that helps you. Yep. Yep. And luckily I knew they'd do this. I've documented all of the proof, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And I know it's so, It's I don't want to come across being preachy because I know the people that are going through this and there's some people on TikTok that are saying it's hard. It is so hard when you're in it and it does seem to just be your whole world. And if it is about children, if you're in court about children, they are your whole world. That, you know, mm-hmm. that they're your 
your whole being. And so I know we're saying, oh yeah, you know, could change mindset, etc. We get it though. We know how hard it's going to be for you guys. But yeah, if it's, if even if you can just get a little win by laughing and feeling a little protected by documenting the next time you get a word salad message. Mia, what do you say to people who get these big word salad lawyer letters or word salad co-parenting messages? What do you do in that instance? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, when you mentioned people saying it's so hard, I absolutely sympathize and empathize with that. And it's not about sitting here on my pedestal and going, please come up to this level. If, if there are people who are in that mud sick part, if anything from listening to this, they hear, this is possible. I can get to that place. It's going to take some grit and some effort, but I want to get there. Well, what a fantastic outcome to know that it will get better. You know, know that it can get better if you take some steps and you're going to get some knocks. It's not linear. It's not always on an upwards projection. There'll be some bumps that bring you down. Lesson learned, keep going. You know, those sorts of things. We're all human. The word salad is one of the funniest things in the whole wide world. And I'm hoping people hear me say that and go, she just say, does she just say funny? Because when you walk away from it, you'll see it, you'll be triggered, you'll be upset. Walk away from it. Come back after you've changed the focus and you're not upset about it anymore. And if you literally go through it with a red pen and cross out the stuff that doesn't need to be responded to and be brutal with this because I can guarantee you so much of it does not find the question they are asking. Find the, I bet it, one thing that you need to respond to and ignore the rest. The only sort of, you know, qualification to ignore the rest if the word salad has some stuff in there and you're in court proceedings and you've got a custody issue and they make some accusations about you as a mother or as a father or the kids, you don't even need to delve into it. You can say, you know, I deny those allegations or what you're saying is not true, full stop. So no judge will ever go, but you never responded to that. So are you saying that that is all true? So there are short, concise things that you can say full stop. You're never going to convince them that they're wrong ever. So why go into it? Answer the question they're asking and that is it. I love it when I get a long, long letter from the other side as a, because they say stuff in there that you can use against them in court <laughs> because there's no filter. They do that. Yeah. <laughs> Particularly yeah. the stuff that the person writes that the lawyer. I was going to ask you, Lynn, would you agree from your practice as well is I often have to remind clients when they get a letter from the ex's lawyer and it's full of all these things, that at the end of the day, the lawyer is being instructed by their client. So you might actually have a situation where the lawyer has said, oh, I wouldn't recommend saying any of this stuff. And they say, nope, I want it all in there. So people kind of jump and go, their lawyer is just as bad as them. Not always, not always. I, th- I think, Mia, the, the client finds the lawyer that matches them because I would never do that if someone says this is going to go, no, no, you know, and, but there's another lawyer down the road that might. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the things, Mia, I, I just want everyone who's listening to, to hear is that I have, and I'm interested in your point of view on this, the number of times I can say to my client, the next thing, especially if they've repartnered, the next thing he's going to tell you, he never really loved you or she's, she never really loved you. And that's not true. That's 
a lie they tell themselves to justify the new relationship being the light of their lives. And so if you know that's coming, it can take some of the heat out of it. Absolutely. Look, more often not, the partner pre-exists you anyway. If they have a sense that you're done, well, they are very quickly looking for the next. Whilst, of course, telling family, friends, the next door neighbor, the dog across the road that, you know, I'm so heartbroken. She was the love of my life. I can't believe this has happened. Meanwhile, they've already got someone lined up in the background. Um, but yeah, absolutely. They tell whatever story suits them and makes them look good to others. And, and that is the simple reality. And what it means is you'll, you'll hear things that are very hurtful. I was wondering a nice way to round off this episode because, you know, we've kind of given them some warnings. We've said, you know, document, change your mindset, be prepared uh, for all this sort of stuff. But I think some people who come out of narcissistic relationships or coercive controlling relationships aren't aware uh, fully yet of what kind of patterns they've been in um, until later they have another relationship where they're like, oh, I have to get permission, you know, a week before I'm allowed to go anywhere. I better check with my new partner. And they're like, why are you asking permission? And then that's when people go, oh, wait, I didn't, I don't, what? That's not a normal thing. So, so it does take some discovery for people to figure out, oh, that was a really bad pattern. And that was a bad pattern. And, and all of these things that used to happen to me were bad, but they don't realize it till much later. Yeah. And so the, the, the ex can continue to to use those patterns moving forward through the divorce process to continue to manipulate and control. So are there some um, typical, you know, abuse patterns through narcissistic behaviour that you could like key in anybody who's listening today who is only just maybe freshly out of a relationship who probably maybe hasn't even thought of some of these things as, you know, a pattern of behaviour that they're still in? Yeah, what they are experts in is finding all your soft points, your trigger points, what matters to you. They are experts in reading you and then they know, you know, the children, that's an obvious one every single time. Finances, you know, comments uh, comments about you and you've got no friends and no one liked you and everyone thinks you're the worst and they'll do all these sorts of things when they know it's going to upset you. And so the way you can shift that and the way that you can change that going forward is a bit of self-awareness, which doesn't mean it's your fault. It is about getting the support, you know, whether it's a psychologist or a counsellor, someone who understands this personality type. So you can start unpacking all these things, but also so you can get a toolbox of this is what's going to happen and this is how you can deal with it. You know, I often say with relationships as well, people can absolutely make their own decisions. But when you've come out of something like this, it is so, so, so important to take a minute for yourself and to get good with yourself so that you don't end up in a, another relationship like that, so that you don't end up learning the hard way. You know, give yourself a minute. Mm. And I think, Mum, the the process in the family court at the moment is it seems to be on fast forward with it all is. these new changes. Um, so, what do you say to people who you know you, you you leave your partner and and all of a sudden you've got this letter to go to mediation? So, mm. what have you been telling people recently? Well, it's very we've got to be careful to follow the central practice direction, mm -hmm. but don't go 
in the first week, like I've heard of people, you don't have to go to mediation the first week. That's weird. It needs to be led up to. There needs to be proper intakes. Also, don't go on faith of what they may say the property pool is, you mm. know. And and if, you know, you there's a lot of people who will write me and say, how dare you cancel mediation? I've had people turn up with mediation booked. But the disclosure is so bad. And I just say, no, we're not going. And then there's threats of costs. So it kind of lends itself, doesn't it, a little bit to further um, abuse. Mm. But you need to, like you say, focus on yourself, Mia, and get the information you need to make the best decisions for you. And, you know, we had a case only two weeks ago where the judge ordered costs against a person who dragged us all to court before proper um, exploration of the options. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, and I think it's if you, like particularly to mums or dads, like single parenting, it's a whole new ball game. So you've mm. left a narcissistic or controlling person. You're then also now a single parent. So you've probably, you know, double load or maybe or yes. same, same if, if they never did anything. So, but it's a whole new ball game. You're completely overwhelmed. You're probably moving. You're probably mm. packing. You're, you're, you're never ever stopping. And then on top of that, you've got lawyer staff and legal staff. So you're right, Mia. I think it's so important. And and mums are so guilty, and and we and some dads, or most dads, so guilty of not looking at themselves. And I know that old saying: make sure you put your um, what is it? You get your oxygen mask on first. That that actually is so important. And I think when you go into autopilot and, and a lot of people do, they become numb and, and they go into autopilot and they just want to survive and get through. Um, sometimes you got to stop and just go, well, I got to look to myself mm. as well. Yeah. I, I'm not sure, Lynn, if you've seen this as well, but yeah, you, 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 you come out of it and you're in the fog of all of it, and they're probably in your ear saying, we don't want to go through the court process, we don't want to do this, it's a waste of time and money, and da 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 and they put something in front of you, which maybe looks not so bad, but you are in the thick of the fog once you first get out, and you haven't had a minute, stop, think, get advice, and do all those things, and more often not, what they're putting in front of you serves them, even if it looks good, so take your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. I think Mia. it's a very valuable lesson. And mm. Mia, um, we love having you on. We're going to have you on again. We're going to be doing another episode with you in in a couple of months or a couple mm. of weeks um, about like the nitty gritty of ne- negotiating divorce and ne- negotiating uh, property settlement, etc. With a narcissist, mm. and you've got some really great strategies up great. your sleeve because you're a qualified, the only qualified person in. Australia. So did you want to tell us a little bit about if anybody wants to find you or know how to work with you? Yeah, so I'm I'm the first one in Australia. It's the so I'm now a master high conflict negotiation coach. Um and I was certified by Rebecca Zung, which I'm confident wow. most of your most of your audience has heard of because she is amazing in this space. She's got something called a SLAY program and it's a great name, but it's also a great acronym um, when you are negotiating with these personality types. So if that's you, make sure you reach out and you can contact me through Instagram on Grey Rock Consulting or you can jump on the website, which is www.greyrockconsulting.com.au. Wonderful. And thank you so much, Mia. We can't wait to do that episode with you. I want to hear what this slay method is. <laughs> it's S L A Y, isn't it? Not as yeah. in a Santa slay. No, S L A Y. All right. Thank you. And 
Um, do you have any, uh, usually I ask mum this, but I'll ask you, do you have any uh, wise words, one last thing people can take away from today? If they just listen and take away one thing, what is it you want them to take away with them today? That they are more afraid of you than you are of them. Oh, that's brilliant. Wow. No one realises wow. that. Boom. Because they're very self is threatened, isn't it? Their very sense of self is threatened. You rather have, than you, if yeah, you, you get, have, if you wake up to them. Yep, you have threatened. What do they live for? It's all the external. They they are externally driven, and you've seen them. They are more afraid of you than you are of them, and that is why they escalate. It's why the bullying increases. Holy moly, that yep. gave me goosebumps. That's so why they get worse. Because it's like, oh, no, 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 you're not going to do this to me. You're not going to reveal to all my friends and my boss and who I truly am. No, 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 no. So they escalate. They are more afraid of you than you are of them. Thank you so much, Mia. That was so powerful. I hope that everyone listening today feels a little bit better and you know where to find Mia. We'll put her information in the show notes and um, we are going to do another episode with you very soon. Thank you. Thank you, Mia. Thank you so much, Mia. Bye, Laura. If you found this podcast helpful, we'd love it if you could rate, review and subscribe. By doing so, you are spreading the word to help someone else just like you. Lynn would like to remind you that this podcast is general advice only and you should always get legal advice in relation to your particular situation. And remember that the Australian laws may have changed since recording.